World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard and an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Yo, yo, it's episode 3222, The Electric Boogaloo. All right, listeners, tonight we got... What we got for us? We got what we've been playing. Oh, yeah. We got lots of listener emails. Yo, yo. Jason has compiled a perfect list of news for us to go over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's excellent. Yeah. Yo, yo, Noah, who's in the house, bro? Lamb chop in the house. <laughs> yo, yo, lamb choppers. J. Agro. <laughs> J. Agro. <laughs> Mark in the house. What up, Marky? Mark the Funky Fresh Shark. You can just call me the Burninator. Yo. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> ah, better not. Too much uh, wrist. wrist uh, what are those called? Gauze. Masturbation no. exercises. The things that Wonder Woman wears. What are those called? Oh, Bracelets. Bracers. Bra- bracelets. <laughs> that she, yeah, she could deflect ching, bullets. Ching. Yeah. Too many. You were deflecting airbags. Yeah, I deflected airbags successfully. Yes. Well, so slight, slightly successfully. Yes, yes. And you're here to still talk. And I'm still wonderful. here to talk about it, having totaled my wife's car. He won't be using ASL, though. <laughs> no. No, I won't. <laughs> Jim's in the house. Jimmy Jam, what up? And, uh... Who else is in the house? Baby's in the house. I hear the baby. The baby's in the house. <laughs> yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. And Noah. So what's the stare without a care? It shoots so high in the sky. Bumps up and down just like a clown. Everyone knows it's slinky. The best present yet to give or get. The kids will all want to try. The hit of the day when you're ready to play. Everyone knows it's slinky. And now it's time for listener email. We actually got a lot of emails in the last Yeah, week. quit sending us email this week. <laughs> Damn it. Just kidding. We can't even call it Derek's Corner anymore. I yeah. know. Derek, Sorry, Derek. Your Derek, corner. You've, you've, been, been, uh, you've been replaced. <laughs> you've got some competition. He's on the other corner. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for writing in. We really, really appreciate it. And now, because of the amount of content that we have to work with, we're going to have to condense a couple things here and there. We'll, we'll, we'll do some creative editing. Yeah. Like, make basically, we'll make you say what we wanted you to say. Right. <laughs> and then we'll answer as best we <laughs> the can. The way we want. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so first off is Robert. Robert. <laughs> he had a question about Warhammer Online. Are tiers split up according to levels? Example, 1 through 12 is tier 1. And if so, is that level confined to the tier world, realm versus realm? I'd really hate to start playing the game hearing we could make an impact in PvP right away. Play v- PvP and get one-shotted by level 40s, or have our lower level keeps taken by them. And my understanding is is that it's a system where if you're a level 40 and you go into a level 1 to 12 zone, or whatever their zones are broken down into, you'll like, if you attack somebody, you'll turn into a chicken. Yeah. Essentially. It's the chaos chicken system that they've built in. Yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, th- so they've they've kind of, you know, figured that one out. They know that, you know, it's no fun getting killed by, like, a character, you know, 20, 30 levels above you, so if you if you do end up going into a zone and you try to gank somebody, that's not gonna work. Yeah, you, um, you end up in the, when you're in the zone, you become a chicken with one hit point, and you can, you have a peck attack. 
<laughs> which I think would be really and cool. That does one hit point as well. I think it would be really cool if you like brought like hundreds of level forties well, and fifties yeah. into one of those smaller swarms. Some noobs. and then you all like attack somebody, and then you all end up as like this massive <laughs> horde of chickens, and you start pecking. Would be sweet. Away, I mean, you might be able to take people down that like way. That though, which I think would be really uh, funny. Astron's call, where it was like a horde of lobies. We're, are, we're coming through and attacking these guys, and, and the way the way Asheron's call worked was whenever you got hit, even if you blocked it, you lost stamina. And so, even though they were, you know, not technically, it shouldn't have been a, it shouldn't even have been able to really hurt them. They would lose enough stamina so they'd have none. <laughs> and at that point, the hordes would start to overwhelm the single player and stuff. That's so awesome. If you could imagine just like this, like poultry attack, <laughs> it could be pretty cool. You think could the chickens and lottery even attack? When you chicken play? Oh, when you were in chicken play? Well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't for PvP or anything like that. It was strictly, you know, a PvE. Well, could you attack element. anything? But yeah, yeah. You had like little attacks where you could. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I don't think there were attacks. Scratch, there were like abil- there were just abilities that you could use. You had to totally avoid any mobs that were you know happened to be in your way. It was just basically a lot of running. I think you had like a play dead skill. <laughs> You know, where you could like lay down and a rubber act chicken. Like you were dead. <laughs> the skill that everyone should master. Yeah, yeah I, I but use that at work a lot. You know, other than that, no, I don't think that there was any special attacks that you had as a chicken. You just you had all these other supplementary skills that helped you avoid the mobs. Like I think there was like even like a speed boost. Well, that's like magical Darwinism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be cool if you could get little like talon blades for your chicken. You could be like, oh, <laughs> right. I'm the chicken master of blades. That's right. Hear my wrath. A new listener, Scott, wrote in. He had this really great detailed. She was in this. It was like a huge, long manifesto. Yeah. Well, I have something to say to Scott, and that's that I'm back. That's it. That's all. Oh, <laughs> watch out, Scott. Jim's back. Scott had prematurely <laughs> written. Too, yeah, off. Just like I mean, Scott had prematurely <laughs> written Jim off because yeah. he hadn't heard the. There's a, just a threesome where now we, where we resurrected Jim from the <laughs> vacation dimension. So there, Scott. <laughs> and here's what we're going to take the opening paragraphs of Scott's manifesto on what a next gen MMO should feature, and then give you some highlights of the rest of it. Several trends for next generation MMO features have begun to emerge in most lists that we have seen. The three that show the most promise, I feel, consist of the more interactive combat model, i.e. the evolution away from point-and-click, the ability of player factions to affect the game environment either through map control or semi-permanent environment changes, and finally, player-made content, which seems to be more somewhat included in the second item. All three have been presented in various forms in prior games, some very successfully. The interactive combat model, from reports, will be taking a huge leap forward with Age of Conan, which comes out in May. EVE, it can be argued, has very successfully perfected the ability of player factions controlling territory and creating semi-permanent environment content, which also to me is player-made content in the form of stations, or in the case of Star Wars Galaxies, the player-made cities. Galaxy's fault was not allowing these structures to naturally decay, leaving the infamous ghost towns on so many other servers. Scott also goes into detail about what other features Age of Conan has and talks about how... Different types of player-made content, such as buildings or fortresses, could have several layers of decay, and depending on the materials that they're made in, could provide a much more intricate model of creation and breaking down. Well, I think, you know, as far as, you know, MMO features, you know, we're talking next-gen, you know, type things. I think, you know, people want to see those all integrated into this, you know, perfect game, you know, this whatever that perfect game may be, I don't think that's going to end up satisfying anybody. I don't think any game is going to be able to come out and do every one of those things successfully. We wish they did. Um, you know, player-made content, as far, I don't know exactly how far he wants to go with that. Um, you know, I think mods, you know, are really good player-made content. I mean, World of Warcraft is a perfect example of allowing users to, you know, modify the interface, you know, quite a bit. You know, add more detailed maps. Right. Um, you know, improve upon the interface because the interface to World of Warcraft, you know, just the basic what you get initially when it first started, the, the user interface was utter complete crap. Yeah, they've tended to steal the better. Yeah, now, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've Blizzard has, of course, taken, you know, 
things from other players that players have made and actually integrated into their base, you know, UI now. So, you know, I think that's really cool. I think that's, uh, you know, it's a it's a way for the players to actually kind of get involved in the development process uh, with these games. And I think he's also talking about stuff where it's, you know, along the Warcraft vein, the original Warcraft, where you'd have to gather resources, you have to chop down pieces of the forest, build your city, mine stuff, use resources that are removed permanently from the game environment or spawn back at a slow pace in order to build other things or to craft. Well, you know, I think the problem with that, though, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mark, but I think the problem with, with that part of it is that, yeah, there are some people who like to craft, Right. You know, and do stuff like that, but the majority of the player base doesn't really. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't. Like they, the you know, the whole. You know, so the whole, <laughs> if you make it, if you make it easy, if you make it so you can can do it easy, and it's not like this big time-consuming thing. Yeah. You know, where it doesn't turn into a grind. Then I think you know stuff like that would work. You know, as far as you know, guild keep. Uh, maintenance and that kind of thing. If it takes forever, if it takes too long, if it, if it takes too much time out of your your adventuring time, right? Then it's a chore. It's a job. And it's just going to turn yeah. into a chore. Well, something I think he's kind of getting at is like, you know, traditionally there was the mud and the mush, right? And the mud was the multi-user dungeon, and it was like what all of these games are. And the mush is more like what Second Life is, where it's like you can you have user created content, things that. Uh, developers don't put into the game or make available even in components but things that people can kind of import in you know textures and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and so on that level you know none of these next gen games seem to include anything like that I mean interactive environments yeah I mean you can build like in Age of Conan you're supposed to be able to build these player player built cities you know that you can run and that can grow and they're also supposed to have kind of like a nemesis city, which the AI controls that'll emerge as Menaces well. city? M- or menaces city, yes, if that's right, <laughs> Jason. Jim, Jim's down with the lingo. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so that, I mean, those are both cool concepts, but I don't think they're, none, nobody's really kind of allowing in these, in these um, more, you know, tightly controlled games, the kind of, of player creativity that some people would like to see. But it's a tough, it's a, it's kind of a, a tough line to, to be on because when when you start to open the door for player made content, then you can have guys running around and their their shields are adorned with the crest of a giant, you know, phallus or something like that, you know. And it's like you can that's, you can say worse words on this show. Yeah, I know, but you know, I mean, long, long, <laughs> you know, or they could, they could come up with some just really you know crazy juvenile stuff or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like it can it can tarnish the whole setting. It can right. take the RPG out of the game and turn it into just a you know a giant sandbox kind of thing. So so I don't know. I, the last major point that Scott also brought up that he wanted us to discuss in more detail was that you'd like to see better combat in the form of the technology being able to more accurately represent collision detection so it's not just some kind of rinse and repeat. Amen, brother. And I, yeah, I think for <laughs> us, it's we're kind of just on the same page. Yeah, we're, yeah. yeah we, we hear you there. I mean, collision detection, you know, hopefully Age of Conan delivers on that where, you know, you just don't run through something. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't run through other people, yeah. which would be kind of well, lame. The demos seem to prove they've got it. And wars, yeah, you know, and it'll allow for some some strategery. War is you know as far have... as your position and stuff when you're you know if you're actually having to position yourself yeah. or your, or the rest of your party. Put your soft units behind way. your hard units. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, and, like and you could like have like four, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, Mark. Um, exactly. What, like we're what I was about. saying was like you can have your mage and your clerics behind. Are your we tank. back to the phallus? No, I think he's oh. speaking in metaphors again. I right. think so too. Nothing metaphoric about it. Because um, I always put my soft pieces behind my hard piece. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to tie into our horror lore story later <laughs> on. <laughs> but I do think collision okay. detection will allow for, you know, formations, you know, that kind of strategy where you're, you can set up like a wedge formation maybe, and, yeah. or, you know, different types of formations which will allow you to, you know, optimize everybody's, you know, skills. Right. You know, that kind of thing. I know Warhammer's supposed to have like a, it's like a limited collision detection, like they've got, it's there. 
but to avoid griefing, like as everybody stands around the mailbox, moshing, yeah, like <laughs> which is something that I would do. I know you like. <laughs> um, it's so like it's just temporary. Like they, you, you're blocked, but then eventually you can push on through to get to things. You know that kind of a thing. And maybe that's only in cities. I'm not quite sure what the. Why don't they just arrange a row, like a mile long row of mailboxes? That would look weird. Yeah, that would look really cool. <laughs> Um, anyway, thanks for the uh, yeah, email, good, Scott. Good emails. Derek also has a new email for us. Derek again. Thank you, Welcome Derek. Welcome to Derek's Corner. <laughs> Derek's We're going to take the, the two main highlights. Do you believe that the microtransaction model will be used by a majority of MMOs in the near future? And do you find this model appealing? I don't know, Mark. What do you, I, what do you think about it? Well, there's the stalwart guys like Blizzard who are like, hell no. Except for their <laughs> yeah, arena. Except for in, in the case of the arena where, hey, yeah, um, have a know, level 70. SOE has always kind of flirted with it. I mean, they'd be the other big one you could think of. Now they've got their they formerly had like their states in exchange, but now they're they're gonna, it's moving to live gamer who tempered a few live, issues live gamer. ago. So there'll be certain realms where RMT is, is alive and kicking in certain realms where it isn't. And you know, so I think what we're going to see is probably everyone is going to flirt with this thing to some point and adopt it to, like, say, limited realms, while as others are going to wholeheartedly embrace it and go all out. I think we might start to see more games that are uh, no subscription because they're all based on RMT. Well, and I think that the bedrock or the foundation for that is being established already with all these little kids, preteen kids that are like 10 and 11, they're playing things like penguin mm-hmm. oh yeah plus penguin, penguin and have a hotel and, and yeah. it's all about microtransactions it's just pay to upgrade yeah. your character and i think it gets back to what you're talking about with your problems with magic the gathering of being becoming the rich kid syndrome yeah yep. and that's actually derek's take too in his opinion he hates it and he says imagine if an eve you had to spend real money for a ship those with lots of disposable income would be flying around in titans <laughs> yeah but i can't imagine the the amount of actual virtual money you have to spend in eve just to buy a ship it's ridiculous man i mean you know like the production costs to to build like some of the larger ships you know and everything it's just god yeah it's pretty crazy you know it's pretty How overwhelming do you think this will uh, affect updates and stuff like that so like so patches how would patches be affected by rmt i don't know i mean if they're making more money out of it then i'd hope to see more content right I would not hope. just holiday content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not just the crap holiday <laughs> and getting content, to go to people's weddings online, and my, but by party dresses. <laughs> yeah, tuxedos. Well, after the wedding, you want to have the optional <laughs> party dress, and you know, actually, part part of me thinks we're going to actually see maybe like a hybrid model where you pay like five ninety nine like a month, like for a subscription, and then on top of that, they'll have like microtransactions. That's kind of like Xbox Lives along with it. Yeah, that membership, could happen. I think. Exactly. Unless you're, I, I uh, could see that like unless totally you're mythic happening. where you're like we're going to charge even more than anyone's ever charged before because yeah. our game's going to blow so many doors. Here's Paul Burnett. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He did say he wants to make money beyond his wildest dreams. Uh, yes. well, you know, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, no, I, it's not me. Kind of games. That's why we do this podcast. Salt <laughs> so. of the earth, Jim. Salt of the earth. <laughs> yeah, and we are seeing the money rolling in for this podcast, oh. aren't we? <laughs> Derek's next point was about betas. He wanted to know if we thought that developers, excluding Blizzard, are running their beta tests long enough. I don't think anyone in the world runs beta tests long enough, except for maybe Google, who's always in beta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Google, Google, Gmail beta, reader beta. It's like it's finance in, it's, beta. It's so totally a, a safety net. The beta slogan, you know, it's like we're in beta. But I'll tell you, so you what, don't expect anything. A lot of their betas run better than most live oh, yeah. software out there right now. I'll tell you that much. It's, that's true. But I yeah. think I think most software developers just are rushing to market with with their product. Derek stands is. Uh, I feel that the quality of the tester does hurt the game. Since most, yes, I'm going with most, of those invited to a beta. So he's talking not so much about the length of the beta, but who gets put into the beta. Those invited to a beta only want a free game to play to satisfy them until the next beta or big release. And I feel that for many, the fact that they were accepted into the beta provides a bit of ego stroking. Common forum posts, Nina, I got into the beta and you didn't. Yeah, you know, I can agree with that. Oh, uh, yeah. I totally see where he's coming from there. It is kind of an elitist A majority of status. people who get into the beta... They really don't Never want to play beta. They don't want to test for bugs. Open a single ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't open any bug yeah, that's tickets. Lame. They're just there to play game. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, they view it as an early 
an early game opening opportunity. Whereas, if you're really doing it, you know, if you're doing it the way you're, the the publisher hopes you are, you're there to. You know, if I recall attest, correctly, yeah. If I recall correctly, City of Heroes had a really long beta period. Man, it was really long. It was, it was it like gradually a year ramped long, up, wasn't it? Or? It was months. And yeah, it I mean, I was in that ramped beta up for and they, a long they would time. have they would have you do very specific things. Like they'd be like, "Okay, here's what we want you to do." This and I thought time. I got I got in on the tail end of that beta yeah. too. And, and it, even it then, we still like saw some of those long. posts yeah. where they were like, "Do this crazy thing, like make as many characters, fill all your slots with characters." Yeah, or, or everybody know, or do this, you know, or yeah. everybody try to test thing, this out. Yeah, I did that. I did that well. Done. Never got. <laughs> I'm still waiting for and you're more still doing that to this day. Cryptic. Mark you know? still beta test character creation. He's yeah. so into that test, he's a strange. You must have, you must have received the email that said, re-roll your carrier. Character yeah. every it's week. It's like stuck. I get it every day. It's like, oh, I gotta go reroll my ne- character. So never reach level twenty. Yeah. <laughs> or if you do reach level, level twenty, delete your character immediately. Start over. Restart. Last yeah. but not least, we have a very special email from none other than Michael Zinke. Oh yeah. The target of Mark's love letter in episode thirty. Not mine. <laughs> he actually well, wrote this to Jason. Jason was kind enough to share this with us. Yes, he found the true author of that love letter. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> he, he writes. Jason, that was easily one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. My wife and friends freaking loved it. I feel nauseous. <laughs> Sometime late last year, I think it was Mark contacted me about appearing on the podcast, and for whatever reason, that never happened. I think at this point, it's a must. If it's possible, I'd love to sit in, if only to make Jason happy. Well, it would make me happy, and we're going to try to get Michael in here on a on a show to guest host eventually, that once we get sweet. the whole Skype thing. I think it'd make all of us happy, especially Mark. Especially Mark. Well, and then that whole PS, you left off the PS, where he says, <laughs> he says, you know, I'm really looking forward to cybering with you in <laughs> yeah, life, right. Jason. I will, right. be, I will be on as Mimi, the cocktail waitress, and I'll be looking for you, Ron, no, the truck I thought driver. No, I with thought I was going to be in my pink prims, yeah. and my... <laughs> My pink moo-moo and uh, <laughs> your hair bunny curlers. slippers, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, that was a great email week. We appreciate your email. As always, you can reach us at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-L-E. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other email address. That's for Mark. That's for Mark's special email. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, and again, we look forward to hearing from you in the future, and uh, I think that'll take us into our next segment. Gentlemen, time to discuss what we've been playing. Sweet. Let's see. Nothing. Nothing. Wrong answer. Uh, Try again. Well, I was playing WoW up until I wrecked my wife's car. Uh, yeah, that was. Well, so now I'm not trying much of anything. <laughs> well, you I can't. Dude. My I mean, you got to see his wrists because they're all. He looks like a mummy. He looks like a half mummy. <laughs> yeah, he's got like wraps like on both wrists because the the airbag deployment. Obviously, there was something wrong with that. <laughs> yes, it was not. So good. I can't imagine really playing any games like that. New trade not being clock in many hours kind of some pain. Um, but before that. Before that, we had a video game party at our friend's house, which Jim didn't make it, but three of us made it. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was like a, God, it was like a nine-hour, ten-hour marathon of yeah. rock band. Yeah, a lot of rock band. I think Noah, later on, started to show people some other games. Dance Dance yeah. Revolution? No. No, he had like... No, that I pulled pack, out that crazy Pac-Man no, I think game. They had that Pac-Man. downstairs, though. I'm sure. Geometry Wars. Geometry like. Wars. Oh, right on. Yeah, it was. It was just time for a break. We were being taskmastered around the house. At least yeah. Jason and I were because our host uh, didn't want us to get stuck in front of one ish edition of Rock Band and nobody else would be allowed in. He wanted it to be social and mixer. 
So we, we were going up. And he's like, we need a drummer downstairs. We need a singer upstairs. We need a singer downstairs. We need a drummer upstairs. And kept rotating everybody. And it was <laughs> kind of fatiguing after a while. Yeah, it was funny, though. <laughs> and it's like, if I wanted to do so, I just wanted to take a break. And he's like, no, we need a drummer. And I'm like... <laughs> he's like your rock band agent. <laughs> All right. We're off to Singapore for the next show. Okay. Yeah, he worked places, everyone. Places. But it was a lot of fun. There was really what good food. What level was he playing agent at? I don't know. Yeah, he was an expert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Level. yeah what, what rock band manager mode was he was he trying to play in? Yeah, I think I think it was he was hard he was hard to expert. He was he was doing a really good job with that. Yeah, All right. and Mark actually got on a singing streak. You could not stop singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. towards the end. Uh-huh. You, your goal is what to start at the most difficult song that was. Yeah, we were at um, whatever the hardest mode, whatever the hardest song, impossible songs. I wanted to yeah, get through all six impossible songs, songs on expert. Yeah, that's what. Well, no, I wasn't expert. I yeah. thought you no, did it on hard. I got three of them at expert and three at hard. Right. So so my my, uh, my sister, your wife bitched about it. I I guess that's what she likes to do is sing Uh until Mark started singing. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, now now that's going to be all that Mark wants to do. And he couldn't do no wrong. He thinks he's he's the new Axel now. He's the new new Axel Rose. (laughs) You know, it was funny because I was upstairs and Mark was singing, and I th- actually thought that he was having Jason sing these super high parts for him because I had no idea that anybody could sing as high as Jason could. Oh yeah, and well, Mark was all can Mark, hit the man. soprano notes just as well as Jason. It was Mark shocking. was like rocking out, dude. <laughs> I was doing pretty good on guitar yeah. too, but I think the guitar parts in uh, Rock Band they're like way easier than Guitar Hero Three. Yeah, you were jamming on the guitar because I mean, it was funny because I was like, I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I could do this on hard and. What, Mark was like, no, we gotta, you gotta do it. What happened Mark. was we were, Jason and I were playing after we'd been shuffled around to whatever our host wanted us, Dwayne wanted us to be <laughs> in. And then like, we were playing with like a music teacher and her husband, I think, and they got sick of us and left. Oh, and so yeah. we were like, we were like, they should have never left us alone. And then I was like, we must break this game. We will play the impossible songs on the hardest modes and prove it can be done no matter how many times it takes us to get it right. And then that's when it all began. And yeah, we started rocking out, man. It was we we did pretty good. Yeah, we hearing you do that highway star thing (laughs) 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 over and over because you had somebody who'd never played rock band or guitar at all doing the drums, and so you guys inevitably kept failing over and over. (laughs) That damn drummer. Keep doing that. And then the other song that was hilarious, you were doing some Nine Inch Nails. What was it? When we were like. Push, please! <laughs> no, 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 March the, of the Pigs. March of the, of the Pigs. pigs yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like suck or something like that. It was so stupid. <laughs> Every time I cool, do it, that, I that hear like laughter a, from all around. I, the I had house. to fight with Dwayne to download that one song, you know, because Dwayne was like, "Oh, I don't want to download that one." I'm like, "Come I on, dude." This too it was like uh, between that and Doctor Feelgood. Is that correct? No, it was Dr. Love by Kiss. Oh, Dr. Love. <laughs> they call me Dr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kept say? trying. I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on. And he was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I have to keep. No, he wanted to download the Oasis pack. Yeah, he kept going. Uh, Should I download Oasis? Yeah, exactly. I go, well, all you need is one song because they're all the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so it could have been a lot worse. pick any one of them and it's the whole pack. It was pack between the Oasis pack and all these other songs. And I was like, you are not downloading that crappy Oasis pack. One of my other favorite highlights was I actually downloaded the B-52's Rome. And dude, oh, Jason? When he was, Jason's dude. He was dancing just like a B-52 and everything. It was awesome. That was I hard, a, I got man. a snapshot of him. That, yeah. No, that's a different song. Know, but but that's, yeah, that's he was what everybody thinks of. I could pull he was going crazy. Right it, was, it was hilarious. I was hoping to do like the if if you see a painted sign at the side of the road, <laughs> and then never, we never got Love the Shack baby. I was really hoping for that one. No, it was just all female. Never happened. Oh. Nice work, Jay. Yeah, nice work though. You had the you had the dance down. I could see the beehive starting to grow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. Did you did you play anything else, Mark? Or did you even attempt to with your no. with your condition? No, I continue my battle with um, Vector. Tower Defense 2. Because it doesn't really require you to be at your computer no, to play that. No, I can do the I can do the sandbox playground mode and just set it up and let it go. And it's almost like Progress later. Quest. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. kind of like Progress <laughs> Quest. So. How about you, Jim? Did you get any any gaming done? I did not game. You did so not game? Oh. Jason? Uh, besides the rock band? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I am playing an MMO, which I am not allowed to talk about right now. And I'll leave it at that. 
No, you're in a beta. <laughs> Why the fuck did you bring it up? I just, uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. I am playing an MMO, but I'm not allowed to it's say it's just because he's em- what the hell? he's embarrassed to say it's uh, Care Bears MMO. Well, he's Hello been, Kitty he's actually been, is what it is. He's been bothering them for a long time. You know for I have. That spot. You know I have. And, uh, nice. Noah, any any Desperate other gaming for you? For the Sanrio. I'm sorry, I want to change my answer. Yes, I'm playing lots of games, but I can't tell you about them. Oh, <laughs> well, this podcast is great. Yeah. What about you, Noah? What'd you do? <laughs> I've been slogging through this film noir detective mystery story game, adventure game on the DS called Hotel Dusk. It's really cool because all the characters are drawn in pencil sketches and they're animated like that, so it's a lot like that old AHA music video take on me. Oh, wow. It's really a cool presentation, but it's painful it's it's got some of the worst i'm stuck i'm spending two hours on this level because there's one thing that i haven't looked at or there's a person i need to talk to to advance the game and that's just it's killing my vibe but you have to bash yourself against the sides (laughs) of the wall to turn yourself real that's right if you've watched the video then you know that's what you have to do you gotta wear your wife beater did you ever see the one on family guy where chris gets locked in the, the milk cabinet at the the grocery store. Yeah, I have seen that one. <laughs> 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 uh, and I, I finally caught the I finally caught the Star Wars episode oh, of Family man. Guy. Oh, we missed out on our funny. our uh, nightly gaming session. Yeah, there's I no wow. Just gone to the urgent covering. care or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm wondering. I think it's going to be either Noah or me that's next. Oh yeah, Jim yeah, and I had a major tragedy. We've taken you know. care of our yearly quota God. of Rex. Yeah, that's scary stuff. I don't know. I think I'm going to lock myself in a bubble or something like that just so I don't injure myself. I I swear, I think there's like some curse going around. The podcast host in the It's kind of like Final Destination where it's like going through. Yeah, string of people. Fate is coming. It's true. (laughs) Grim Reaper once. Anyway, as lame as that sounded, I think that's what we've been playing this week. Jason continues to taskmaster and shepherd us along to the inevitable twig. Well, why not? I'm really impressed with how quickly you can hit the space bar to stop recording when somebody says something you don't like in spite of your wrist straps. Uh, well, it's my lightning fast reflexes. Yeah. I'm burned and injured. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be take four or five of us trying to start the twig. The Weekend Gaming! Success at last. Mark shall not censor you this time. <laughs> we had some other naughty acronyms running around as to what were meanings of that acronym. Yeah, just feel creative mm, and write us two about women it. in group sex. Damn it. All right. <laughs> What's our first story? Agro. Uh, D&D co-creator Gary Gygax has died recently, so, so we're all throwing our die rolls... You know, just seeing if we can. You know, he's basically the reason why most gamers are playing games right now. I mean, I think you know. Well, MMOs anyway. MMOs, you know, are like totally based off of you know ideas that he first came up with. Yeah, he was the man for the game system. You know, I I don't think any of us would be drinking like massive amounts of Mountain Dew or you know eating you know tons of pizza and brown bites. Yeah, exactly. If if it wasn't for him. Uh, we'd probably all have met, you know, our wives a lot sooner <laughs> than, than we had um, if we hadn't gotten to D&D. Yeah, he was... Uh... Bummer nobody could roll the dice to resin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he totally failed his saving throw. <laughs> all the bad jokes that are, that are coming through the pipes. Yeah, you know, which is bad. You know, which is, it's all funny and all, but in all seriousness, you know, this guy, he created, like, you know, this game that... Yeah. Pretty much everything is kind of based off of, he, you know, as far as the whole fantasy MMO goes. You know, they took they took his idea and they just ran with it. True. Yeah, I, he was a huge influence on me because I I was all into the pen and paper games when I was young, and he had uh, he wrote some books. I think he's one of the Greyhawk writers. In one of his book series was about this Gord the Rogue guy, which was a really cool 
I never thought a book about a rogue would be exciting, but that was pretty cool. He had a good character there and developed it well. He was, he was, Not to mention a really guy. bad movie by with Tom Hanks. Oh. And, <laughs> you know, you remember oh. that one? Was it like Mazes and Monsters yeah. or whatever? No, I skipped that one. It was bad. Oh, God. No, I skipped it. Thinking. Yeah, that was like the ver- I think it was like one of the very first movies to try to, you know, totally bash on the whole um, RPG lifestyle and mm. how it could be dangerous to people, how, how you, you could have a psychotic break and... I'm having one right now. You know, try to kill yourself <laughs> over over pen and paper RPGs. Um, no, I did see Dungeon Siege, though, which was pretty horrible. Oh, God. You did, though. Oh, yeah. Wow. Too bad, but you had some good actors in well, there. And Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. With, yeah, with, Ben uh, Kingsley, Crazy Horror for Money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Uh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Maybe it wouldn't Lots be. of horrible movies what? came out of that. That's Blood Rain. Yeah. Anyway, our hat's off to Gary. Yeah. Thanks for everything, man. So, this is where you cue the, uh, the flutes and the birds chirping because we're about to talk about Bambi? Paul Barnett. Oh. Paul Barnett. Oh, yeah. I love you, Paul. <laughs> uh, Paul Barnett, he had a really cool blog post uh, earlier in the week. And he asked a simple question, which is, uh, what game would you unmake? For the betterment of mankind. Yeah, he said, uh, you know, what computer game would you unmake for the betterment of mankind? By unmake, I mean it never happened, it (laughs) never got thought about, and, you know, all the nonsense that followed, the games that influenced, and so forth. And, you know, basically he said, be careful, you know, what you wish for, because it could affect, you know, it could affect the entire gaming timeline. (laughs) If you... Unmake the game that your grandfather worked on. You could he could not have enough money to have had your father who would have had you, therefore you could <laughs> never have existed yeah, exactly. to unmake it, which would be a paradox, which is the risk of time travel, as we know it. Totally, totally. So I you know, Whoa. I'd like to pose the question to everybody here as to what game they would choose and, and why, and then and then maybe discuss maybe what other games that might might impact. So Jim, Jim, how about you go first? What what game would you unmake? Well, I'm not very original. I read someone's post on here that said ET for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, dude, that's totally like, <laughs> and that's, that's like it. that's the best game that you. Well, you know what? I don't think that would really in, impact any future games because uh, that I don't game think was so. so. Bad. Well, it brought down. You know, that was the 1983 crash of. Video games, you know, it, it quite it did. possibly it, it, was. I think it killed the Atari. Oh God, man, that game was so horrible. I mean, what were you even supposed to do on the opening <laughs> screen there? It was just like I remember just sitting there because I, I I bought that game. I remember oh, yeah. that, and I sat and there. And you paid a buttload of money for it. It back was. In those it was days. like one of the more expensive titles for for the Atari at the time. And it was like, what in the hell am I supposed to do here? I mean, you just sat there. There wasn't really like a good instruction manual yeah. that came with it. You were just expected to figure it out, and I don't think anybody did. It was horrible. I know everybody just kind of threw it in the trash. I think, and word God. spread like wildfire, and and tons of those titles were sitting on the shelves. Well, no, I don't think. I think a lot of people bought the game. That's the problem. A lot mm. of people bought the game, and it was just such a horrible. I don't think so. Experience. I don't. I. We could look that up. I'm I don't sure. know. I don't even. Why, why would you? Want to <laughs> I don't know, but we wouldn't have to if we unmade that fucking it's game. It's true, man. It, it was. It was an emotionally scarring. I'm really title. anxious to hear Mark's unmade game. Dune two, because Dune two. Are you kidding? It was me? Such a good game. That not only did it consume countless hours of my life, but then it spawned the whole real time strategy. Oh yeah, and so World we know Warcraft it. would probably never exist. And so all of that time <laughs> would have come back to me to be used for something more. Well, yeah. So war- so okay. Better, so yeah. Okay. Dune two never existed. So therefore, Warcraft would have never existed. Which means they, means they probably would have never been able to get the studio really rolling to do Diablo or World of Warcraft. All of that time would come back to me, and to then I wouldn't used. have to do this stupid podcast yeah. anymore. And short, <laughs> it's like probably the single most influential game in my on my life because of the games I choose to play that are all based off of it, or you know, subsequently. So you would actually unmake that. Yep. So you wouldn't. So if you had the opportunity, you just wouldn't be a gamer anymore. 
Is that what you're saying? Exactly, man. No, I probably play other games. It just wouldn't be the ones that seem to suck in all my time. (laughs) (laughs) The addictive, the most addictive, the ones that are irresistible to me are RTS games, the like Diablo series, World of Warcraft, pretty much everything that Blizzard's done besides for Lost Vikings, which also sucked a lot of time. So, dude. Now, more seriously, what game? Probably Vanguard, just because it pisses me off. <laughs> I so knew much. he was going to say that. <laughs> because, I because just like, knew it. Everybody still to this day that's like actually playing it, they, the, you know, you just keep getting this like propaganda from them. This is the ship's turning around. It's really getting better. It's so featureful. You know, it's like, well, okay. And they're, you know, they're like, oh, and it's, you know, compared to like, wow, it's just so mature. It's just such a the user base is just so good. And, and you know, wow is just little kids and. It's like, I'm just tired of hearing about this brain-dead game that, you know, never should have come across the finish line. Now, so, that's what I expected you to sorry. say. I, I wanted to fulfill your, <laughs> your... I wanted to live up to your expectations. Dune 2. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, uh, it's like, if you realize what Dune... If, like, Dune 2... That's what I mean. It's the single it's most influential video God, game of my life. Horrible. Directly Ugh. or indirectly, so... How about you, Noah? There's a few that come to my mind chronologically... Back in the Atari generation, there was Custer's Revenge, which is just really oh, crass no. and tacky. Is that Custer's Last Stand? Or no, Custer's it was Custer's Re- Revenge. And that's the porn game, right? Yeah, where he has to run through Raping Native squaws. Americans shooting arrows so that he can rape a squaw tied against a cactus, a cactus yeah. at the end. You're yeah, fucking kidding classy. me. Nope, I've never even heard of that. And then in the N64 genre, the game that always stuck out the most was the Superman 64 game, which was just... it was kind of of an E.T. proportions example of a licensed game that's just totally, totally crap, and it's sold really huge. So overhyped. And it was it was just Superman flying through this fog that he couldn't see, like, ten feet ahead in. And there were so many of... commercials for that. Oh. I mean, when that game came out, I remember just seeing commercial after commercial after yeah. commercial, and I was like, wow. But in more recent times, and along the MMO lines, I would probably say Star Wars Galaxies. I would have like tarnished the Star horrible. Wars. Uh, yeah, it, who knows what directions SOE might have gone, EverQuest might have gone. Uh, the other games maybe would have seen more sci-fi games come up if Star Wars hadn't been such a flop. And I remember when I first saw the graphics and I just thought, of, I'm like, wow, the screenshot of Tatooine, it looks like the movie, it looks so realistic. And I was really jazzed about it and it turned out to be a pretty crappy game. And Jason can attest. Yeah, so oh, now man, here we are. We're waiting, what, like eight or nine years later for... A real one? Yeah, the definitive Star Wars <laughs> MMO experience. Mm-hmm. In a niche. Talk about the so franchise true. that just is... It can't die. It doesn't matter even if something that monumentally oh, yeah. disappointing happens to it. At least it's still around, I guess. That's good. <laughs> How about you, Jay? Oh, God. There are there are so many games that I wish could be unmade. I, I do agree with Jim with the whole E.T. extraterrestrial. That was a horrible, that's, horrible that's, game. That was, like, one on top of my list. I think another one, um, it's, you know, it's it's pretty, I don't know, close to my heart, because I, I had, like, a high expectation for it, was Horizons. Oh, yeah. Empire of Historia. That didn't... That was, like, one of those first MMO games that I really got, you know, I had such high expectations for, and then they totally dropped the ball on it. You know, the the whole game was just poorly thought out. You know, and I think it kind of set up other games for, you know, failure. You know, it's like, it's one of the first MMOs, I think, that actually just totally bombed. Like, totally bombed. It did bomb hard. You know, I'm, I'm talking before Vanguard even bombed. It was like, you know, you had you had Ultima Online, which was very successful. You had Ashram's Call that came out, you Never know, quest. roughly around the same time. You know, which did really well. You know, there were tons of games, and then this piece of crap that they totally laid on everybody and it just <laughs> totally died. I, I, I'll probably say Ashron's Call 2 in a close second because I don't know. It's kind of funny. I kind of think of one of the best MMOs of all time, Ashron's Call. One of the worst? One of the worst, Ashron's Call 2. <laughs> Son of Ashron's Call. <laughs> you know, it's the same with like best golf movie of all time, Caddyshack. Worst golf movie of all time, Caddyshack 2. <laughs> you know, it's just, God. You know, how, it's like, how do you botch sequels. a sequel so bad? Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, and it really does. It just Like Highlander. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leave it, Leave it, it just, at Highlander it, 1. It just tears the whole, 
you know, it tears the whole thing apart, you know, it's like, the first one was so good, and then the second one just absolutely sucks. So the, those those games, they, they would kind of get my bold. Nice choices, we had varied choices all around. Alright, so now we're going to talk about an interesting mix of game and politics. And PR. <laughs> as, as true as the co-hosts are, my co-hosts have said I believe there's a, a root of evil public relations festering at the center of the story but it's still a very interesting topic and may who knows I don't know filter into more self-regulating ramifications for games in terms of content but anyways the real story is Players of EVE Online are going to be creating a nine-member council that will represent all of them, and that council every nine six months... Nine rings for the mortal men doomed to die. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is an eerie parallel. <laughs> I wonder if I'll all get a little EVE ring. <laughs> but only one ring to rule them all. Nice. And in the darkness, fine. So basically, you're going to be... Uh, Volunteering to become a wraith. Yeah. <laughs> I would like and to be the witch king. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. So these council members, they'll have six-month terms, and once during that term, they will be flown to Iceland to meet face-to-face with publisher representatives. And these representatives, the publisher representatives, will rule on the request. Will they be flying the on their little dragons, or will they be in airplanes? I think it'll be spaceships. No, they're going to be in spaceships. Oh, spaceships. <laughs> And then if the really company, weirdly designed spaceships, yeah, I might like, add. From the Business Week article that that, I, that we're sourcing here, the if the company denies a request, it must justify that action to the counselors. And let's see, there's a quote that we have for you. The time has come to empower players with a formal communications channel to directly impact the development of their society. CCP wrote in Wednesday's announcement. Probably not with that dramatic tone that I yeah, inserted. Yeah, I like but... that a lot, Noah. <laughs> I like, I like your, how you say it yeah. better, though. You should be their PR guy. I mean, you should be their... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So what, something that I think is interesting about this is this game is of small, yes. but the people <laughs> that are that play it are fanatical. They're really, they really into it, almost to the point where, I mean, they take it so seriously, they have to have a, a legislative council that... Gets flown on some little fancy no, trip. No, to no, no. It's called the Council of Stellar Management. And it's supposed to. They're supposed to be making, going to a lot of work to make sure that they're like bipartisan as well or multi-partisan, I suppose. Because the concern is that like the major corporations in the game could get too much power. As like there's far lobbyism, as yeah. lobbyists and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of concerns on a political front that you just don't see. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe. The, I don't know. Part of me thinks it kind of makes me want because they have like the thing I think is cool is that they said that there's like they say that anything goes essentially. So they're saying like, yeah, you know, you want your voice if you want your voice heard, like say a certain guild wants their voice heard, they could pay like that council member who gets chosen like tons of virtual currency in order to you know get their point across more than anybody else, and they're allowing that kind of politicking to happen. Right. Which I think is pretty funny. Yeah, they said in, in an interview... that's what I happens heard, in the real world. <laughs> this reminds me of the Trade Federation in episode one. Like The thing they keep saying over and over again is they won't meddle. They're not going to meddle. They've learned not to meddle with the players. So they're, they've got this system set up, but like whatever happens you know, behind the scenes for it, they're not going to try to interfere or meddle or, you know, right. curb or what have you. So. But Jim, I think one of the questions for me is... Is this really necessary? And we've mentioned stories across the last six months of random weird things, marketing campaigns going on for Eve that seem like... Play on two computers instead of one. <laughs> yeah, just Twice the corny fun. things to it keep is the weird... game rolling along. And th- this is really neat. I mean, shoot, if I were playing a game and had the opportunity, well, f- first of all, to, to probably put... 40 hours a week into it in order to be considered for this council for the chance to go to Iceland. If Dune 2 never had existed, you might have that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that'd be really cool. But I don't think, I don't think it would have mattered. From, the outside, from an outsider uh. perspective, it just it really feels like, you know, they're looking at it, they're like, well, you know, our, our suggestion to buy two copies of the game, that marketing campaign didn't work so well. It's probably cheaper to fly some people out 
once every six months. And well, this will yeah, get and I don't even know if they're them. flying them out. Every, I think they're, there's, they're flying them out periodically, and then they're doing like a video conference or something like that. Uh, it just seems like a real... It's a conference call, basically. You know? a, cl- a classily designed PR campaign. So, I don't know. I just, I, I'm kind of curious as how to how that whole election, quote unquote, election process is going to work. And can it sustain? Will it be able to last for a long time, or is this something that'll fizzle out after a year? Be interesting to see. We should probably announce the uh, Channel Massive Council where we will, yeah, give you bus <laughs> Greyhound bus tickets to drive out to uh, Swink, Colorado, where we <laughs> to will Swink, meet you at our headquarters local, in uh, Swink, <laughs> local uh, strip club slash diner. What's the name of that? What's the name of that one? Uh, real, it's, it's like so funny. It's like the name of the. It's like this one restaurant, like the only restaurant in that town. It's, I think it's, like, it's called the feed bag or something. It is. Like it that. is. I used to. <laughs> I used to know <laughs> a guy that worked there. Yeah, we'll fly. Uh, well, no, we'll bus you there <laughs> to the feed bag. Well, we'll pay part of your bus ticket there. Yeah, we, we we're too cheap to afford the whole. The whole you will car. have you will have input into which 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 order we we present our segments in, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else, and nothing. Else. And we have the right to refuse the suggestions. Right. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it, it is kind of like a weird... I mean, it's cool, it's like no other MMO has this kind of, you know, feedback channel Could from the community. you imagine how excited WoW players would be to have something like that? you imagine how psychotic they'd be? Yeah, see, that's the problem. Like, these I mean, guys are fanatical, like so but the guys on the forums for WoW are like a whole other level of... I'm not sure Crazy. that they're not all incarcerated. I don't know how it works. But the, like, how come you're nerfing warlocks? How come you're nerfing warlocks? Damn you! Well, actually, no one would ever say that because that would never happen. Actually, it is happening. <laughs> or, or I don't know. Warlocks I think, will get some actually, other ability to counter. Reversal on that whole yeah. life tap thing. No. Well, yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. It's I don't know. It's. Do you think there's any other MMOs where this type of system would be beneficial? Well, Eve is unique in that it's all on the same server so they're all in the same universe so i mean i I guess it doesn't matter necessarily if it's in-game features but i I don't know i i don't see like blizzard doing it because they're sure that they know the exact best way to do it and the numbers have kind of proven them as right on that one so SOE, they're always kind of trying to work with people. Maybe they would do it, you know? Of course, they have, like, their fanfare thing or whatever, so... That's true. You know, maybe they get enough feedback from that, and they don't need to fly people to Iceland. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Yeah. Go hang out with Bjork. You want to hang out with Bjork? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king! And she'll be wearing this really <laughs> fucked up... Dress, you know, it's like it's like it's made out of a feed bag. It's a real feed bag because she so would. <laughs> it's got like a little neck carved out of it and two little arms, and it's all. <laughs> I can see that. Maybe that's the it's entertainment. <laughs> Bjork in a feed bag. Uh, let's move nice. on. Nice. Okay. To play the Beastie Boys girls song. Okay. We have a string of girls, girls, girls stories for you. Girls, girls, girls. Perhaps I praised them too much during the intermission. So let's start out. First of all, the, an ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, formerly known as the ESRB, they have a study that says that 38% of gamers are girls. Mm, girls. But there's a lack of clarification as to whether those are, what, what type of gamers are those? Are those girls are those natural girls? <laughs> That's what I'm Are they transvestites? <laughs> <laughs> are they, 
<laughs> Do they used to have a deeper voice and more hair? Girls? No, 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 Are they no, girls no, with no. Adam's apples? Do they look like Ann Coulter? <laughs> <laughs> so, or, well, are they girls that play Peggle all the time or Yahoo games? Yeah. What I mean, is the is that ratio of casual girl gamers? Casual gamers are massive. Traditional. Yeah. yeah actually, they have I think a DS probably there's like more. Actually, I'd say the percentage is probably more if they were going to consider. But yeah, we never know in these gamers. stupid stats. I mean, where do they? Where do they? Saying a girl gamer is it some girl who sits there and plays solitaire at her at her PC during work, or plays so- yeah on the cell phone oh, like snake? her old secretary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had a we we Mark and I worked in an office where there were glass walls in the cube, so you could look into everybody's cube and see what they were doing. And I wouldn't have it any other. Way. So it was kind of feigned privacy. <laughs> And this woman loved her solitaire. She always played solitaire. Yeah. So I guess that would make her a girl game. Girl. Oh, that's a scary <laughs> girl. Is girl a... in the loose term. Yeah. <laughs> She's a little bit older than the traditional definition of a girl. I don't know. I just I love I love all these articles that come out like this. You know, yeah. it's like. Well, what, yeah. What what classifies a, a quote unquote gamer? Yeah. You know, yeah. is it a gamer who actually you know, like I said, sits there and plays. You know, Minesweeper. You know, on occasion on her PC no, during her lunch break, or is, it, or is it somebody who plays? <laughs> you know, oh, or is it somebody who plays Halo Three? You know, on, you on the Xbox. That's you know, like Frag totally dolls. hardcore. Frag dolls. Or like that chick who who had Unbeaten that T-shirt that says, "I kicked my boyfriend's ass on Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> well, we cool. encountered her. Yeah. yeah, she and she is badass. I'll tell you yeah. that. Well, now with my new my new newly revealed singing skills, I could take her out. Of <laughs> my sonic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those high pitched notes, they do it. Yeah, I'd say. Or whatever. Now, getting more germane to our specialty. Yes, what is the startling statistic that's really in this story? Apparently, They're... 70% of female gamers are playing male characters in MMOs. And, and, and male characters are doing the same, probably. Perhaps. But 50% I, for males. Jay, what I liked was your, your, set, your little subtext that you added to this. How will I know who to be sexist towards now? No, that was Jim. <laughs> or was that Jim? How will that? we know? <laughs> this really muddies the water. I mean, yeah, before it was so easy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who who will Jim know? Who who to cyber with and who not to? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really kind of concerned. As he thinks through his long list of <laughs> cyber conquests, and he now has to factor in the percentages, and, and the odds say that... One of them was you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll always, I'll always treasure our time in Ultrak Valley together as the, as the raptors were encircling us. I'm going to need the names of each one of your alts. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a long list. So, so I guess the follow up to this though, this story with these statistics, massive air quotes going on is what, um, Bartle wrote, right? Well, I mean, my my favorite reaction to this was from from Bartle, Richard Bartle, of course, the man, the, the godfather of the the mud. You know, it just cracks me up. Called because, bullshit. You know, Bill basically called bullshit, and I I totally agree with him because he, basically his response is, "This is news." You know, this is you know, and the the thing that gets him, I think, is because there's so many. It's kind of funny how the media works. It's like somebody somebody mentions it, and then there's like. Ten other people who kind of jump on the same bandwagon. They're all like, "Oh yeah, wow! It's no wonder why so many." There's like an article that said, "You know, sexual harassment is rife online. No wonder why women swap gender. You know that kind of thing." <laughs> you know, so they all write their little articles on why the hows and whys of people and why why they decide to play the opposite right. sex in a, in a game. And the writers are usually like, "I've never played one of these actual." Yeah, games, you know, and and this is like that. it's like this totally it's new concept to them or, or whatever. And it's right. like, you know, I'm sorry, but this has been going on forever, forever. Right, you know, this is like so non-news. It's not even funny. You know, it's why. Why are you keep bringing this kind of thing up? It's best how he he clearly. Um, I don't know who's got the article up. Where he, I do. he very clearly shows how the they twisted the words around. Yeah, yeah. It says what the survey found was up to seventy percent of the thirty-two female gamers. Huge that they sample s- survey that they yeah. surveyed <laughs> had played as a male persona. In an online role-playing game at, at least some, once. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's the funny thing. What it turned into was 70% of 
of the female gamers, they left the 32 out, played as a male persona persona in an online right. world. And that's that smacks with, like, what I've heard. Like, whenever I've heard, like, a, a, a female gamer interviewed or talking about her characters, she always play, they always play a female character. They might have, like, an alt that's a guy, but, like, their main, the one they identify with, is almost always a female character. Mm-hmm. Almost always a night elf. Always, almost See, always and, a night you know, elf hunter. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it just still, varies but, from person to person, I guess, on yeah. what they want to do. Again, I, I think Jim kind of sarcastically brought something like this up last episode. It's like we're talking about an MMORPG. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, yeah. It's, Watch you know, out, because the CIA is watching. You're right. My brother's watching. And what's interesting is Nick Yee, somebody that we've quoted before, actually has totally different stats on it. When you look at this Bart article to respond uh, to that, Nick Yee surveys and others consistently show that about 40% of male players regularly play a female character and 5% of female players do, which is a much different Yeah, it's like a totally portion. different proportion. But I think the males do it because of a totally different reason, because they like to look at a nice, pleasing figure on the screen as they're playing the game. Well, yeah. there's also... I mean, I know I, I know, I love stuff. playing, like, a female character in City of Heroes, I'll tell you oh, that, yeah. man. They had, like, nice, tight butts. Well, when, you're playing such, a, yeah. when you're playing a game with <laughs> not very blocky, hot. she's got models that doesn't matter as much. <laughs> she is emo. Well, I remember when I, like I very that. first played EverQuest, though, I deliberately played as a girl to see if I could get free stuff, stuff. and it worked. You suck, dude. You are the lowest. That's the, of the last low. time I did it, though. You are. You're the lowest common denominator of, <laughs> of cross-gender gaming, man. <laughs> I didn't do it for free gold. I just did it because I liked the character models. Uh-huh. Speaking of models. <laughs> yes. Speaking of models. <laughs> now we're going to get into the gold mine of content oh, for this episode. Yeah. So I believe I was browsing the internet, uh, as I often do. I came across a Village Voice article. Of course, you have to realize, (laughs) only only Jim, only Jim will will find this kind of thing and um, bring it to our attention. I happened upon it. Was that at work? (laughs) Believe it was at work. Nice. Uh, Now you guys know why I'm so busy there. Yeah. Anyway, they had an article on... uh, the village voice titled Horlore. Horlore. W H O R E L O R E. The magical world of Warcraft porn. Oh, or should we say yeah. porn? <laughs> R zero in. Yes, so uh yeah, web This is the mature content I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> All web based web based porn series <laughs> based on the immense, immensely popular uh wow. And uh, it's a land of elves, fantasy, and 8 million players. Warcraft can... Oh, no, no, I'm reading the wrong part. 8 million porno players. (laughs) I don't think they're getting that many hits. Welcome to uh, Pornopoly. Are they getting 8 million downloads? A cast Uh, of millions. (laughs) Oh, no, here it is. They're now in their second season. They started in 2006. And uh, uh, he starred in over 600 porn titles, the guy that started this. Des. So he's got uh, experience so in the industry. He's mm. also a D&D geek and decided, hey, why not put the two together? Well, I'll, yeah. I'll put ears on the girls and uh, we'll call it a day. Hey, maybe this is the guy that did the epic mountain thing with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. 600 that chick, that chick didn't look anything near as good as some of these chicks on, on here, I'll tell you. She's a dedicated listener, you know. She's going to be really offended. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the part part of the problem I have is like the ear thing, man. The ear thing on the elves that they do, it's like it's too much like it, it it is it's like what what would happen if you did bring the dark the dark elves or the night elves into real life and it's like, turn them into porno slaves? It's like mixing a donkey with a woman. Yeah. It's just not good. It, it, that that part doesn't appeal to me very much. I don't know. I find it oddly hot. <laughs> I, I really do. Um, Jim, Jim, for those of you who don't know, is a card-carrying furry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yes. So what's our uh, what's our consensus here? Is this has think, anyone actually reviewed the content? I think they're far too distracted just by looking at the photos that are. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go to their actual website, which I think is just horrorlore.com 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 there are even more explicit photos than the ones in the village voice and the village voice has some slightly explicit stuff there too I love the I love the episode the episode is called rogues do it from behind (laughs) (laughs) it's like so cliche it's so cliche but it's funny that is really funny yeah and apparently these episodes they get they frequently get shot under a day Oh, so it's, uh, so it's like quality. Really, it even has special effects. It's an episode. There's magical special effects. Yeah, they have they oh have some like, cheap CGI going on. They go yeah. into d- heavy detail with the armor and the props. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote props. Oh, yeah, it's, but- it's totally my kind of res- Renaissance festival. Well, you know, this as a Renaissance festival camp. I, I figure one of us has to suck it up and actually watch all of them. No pun intended. Well, these are available online. Uh, <laughs> you gonna do that, Mark? Nine ninety nine to eight. Can you send me your login and password when you get your subscription? <laughs> and uh, apparently, the, it's selling pretty decently. I don't. I, we don't have the exact figures, of course, but it's just. Oh, that's the other thing. It, it, it was originally called Horcraft, World of Horcraft. Oh, did Blizzard visit them? Oh, yes, they did. And they have. <laughs> yeah, their legal team is uh, nothing to taunt into uh, confrontation. Yeah. But, uh, so, whore lore, look for that online. So, Jim, is you've thought about maybe having another contest. Would this be the... Tell us the first horror lore episode where there's an elf ear deep throating. Yeah, we may actually. <laughs> actually, our, I, I, our, I was thinking that's what we'd to... give away. Instead of Agent Conan, we'll just oh, give a, 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 a year subscription to horror lore. You're really earning that explicit tag now, Mark. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like you know. Normally, it's like a kind of a maroon explicit <laughs> color like text. Now, in the next one, it'll be like this pulsating like red. <laughs> You're going to put the marquee tag around it? Yeah. Mark, Mark, don't you mean throbbing red? Throbbing red. (laughs) Throbbing. (laughs) Maybe a lighter red. Like pink. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. No, no. So if you're still listening and you haven't stopped the podcast to dash off to the Horlor website, we want to thank you for... Or even if you have. <laughs> Maybe you're doing both at the same time, multitasking. Yeah. That'll be impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark's sexy voice and elf, naked elf babes. What could be better? <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 32. If you would like to make any comments or chastise us for our lack of morals... <laughs> <laughs> write us at Our mail. Lack of, um, M-A-I-L. At Journalistic integrity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lowering the bar for all other podcasts. We can't even spell integrity. <laughs> or journalism. <laughs> or podcasts. <laughs> so screw you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we look forward to hearing from all of you again. We really appreciated all the extra mail that we got this episode. And we look forward to hearing more from you. Mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. You can also check out our blog at www.channelmassive.com. And until episode 33, keep game. Hey, episode 33. That 33 is the year that you become a an adult hobbit. Wow. So we'll keep that in mind. Good stat. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to wear their hairy feet <laughs> next time. Oh, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.